And I have met so many young people or children who said, I saw Jesus. I saw Jesus in the book. To introduce a young person to Jesus Christ at a summer camp and then provide them with a pictorial New Testament is a tremendous blessing. Welcome to First Person, a weekly conversation with people who are making a difference for the kingdom of God. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Today you'll learn about our very unique school, a school without walls in the countries of the former Soviet Union. Just before I introduce our return guest this week, I want to encourage you to visit us online and learn more about the ministry we'll highlight today. Just go to firstpersoninterview.com and click on the link to Russian Ministries. Again, that's firstpersoninterview.com, where you can also listen to this or any past program at your convenience, and check the schedule for upcoming guests, firstpersoninterview.com. Last week, you met Wally Kulikov of Russian Ministries. Wally's unusual testimony of being born to Russian parents in China and raised in Australia, where he came to faith in Christ, is one not to be missed, and it is in the audio archive. Well, Wally is back this week with stories not just about himself, but about what is happening with Peter Dynica Russian Ministries and an exciting project known as School Without Walls. So let's pick up the conversation right where we left off last week. Wayne, Russian Ministries is a unique ministry because it was designed to um, help uh, the national church within the country. Not only the national church, but um, the young people. Russian Ministries uh, wants to partner with other organizations also and uh, partner with the national uh, organizations within that land. And so they've established a, a mission called Association for Spiritual Renewal. Mm-hmm. So we're not Russian ministries in Russia, in Moldova, in the Ukraine, in the Caucasus, or in Central Asia. We are Association for Spiritual Renewal, registered as a national organization. And here in the USA, we are called Russian Ministries, and we provide ministry tools or the funds for Association for Spiritual Renewal to do ministry of evangelism, discipleship, and church planting in the former Soviet Union. So those of us outside of Russia and the countries of the former Soviet Union come alongside the church inside those countries to help them, to help train, to help equip, to ask them what they need and then do everything we can to help them meet that need. That's, uh, that's very accurate. Uh, Russian Ministries has established uh, probably a unique, uh, very uh, interesting program called School Without Walls. School Without Walls not only means uh, cross denominations, but no institutionalized area. It means that a person within his own region within his own local church, in his own community, can reflect Jesus Christ and have an impact. Uh, Today, the country can no longer afford, nor can the countries move the young people to the city, train them, and send them back to their location. Uh, School Without Walls has over 64 locations across the former Soviet Union, and uh, we have trained nationals. We have a program also called Training National Trainers. Mm -hmm. And so we have trained national trainers who were established in the 64 locations. And within the local church, they provide a theological training, 
They provide uh, 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 identification of their specific skills, and then we provide ministry tools so they can impact uh, their society for Christ or transform their society for Christ. I want to drill down on the School Without Walls with you today, Wally, and here's the reason why. I've been going to Russia now for over 20 years as the Lord has opened doors for ministry there. But uh, on one of the trips a few years ago, we were in Vladikavkaz, I believe it's pronounced, yes. in, uh, in, uh, in Russia, southern Russia. Yes. It's actually North Ossetia, I believe, in that region down in Correct. the Caucasus. The northern Caucasus, yes. And one evening, we were taken to a church, and in the basement of that church, there was a class meeting. And the uh-huh. class was made up of young Christians, young 20, 30-somethings, who were in that room that night, and they were so attentive after having worked their jobs all day, to come yes. together that night yes. and to meet together to learn how to evangelize and how to disciple yes. people. I was so impressed. That was School Without Walls, wasn't yes, it? Yes, Wayne, uh, we have to utilize the energy. We have to utilize the capacity that we have today. Uh, the next generation in Russia is not the generation that was uh, 20 years or 40 years ago. The people uh, previously could not have an education. The young people today have access to education. They have access to modern technology. They have access to communication skills. And the energy that exists in the young people is not being utilized. And so the local churches uh, are being taught today to utilize the young people to impact their society. It's next generation leadership. Exactly. What has happened previously is the church that existed under the the Stalinist rule under communism was taught to survive. Mm-hmm. And the church that survives is not a church that thrives. Yeah. And so if you want a thriving church, you need to unleash the potential, unleash the power and the energy of the existing young people. And so School Without Walls taps in to the large masses of young people who want to be used of God. Young people who have talents and skills unidentified. And so through School Without Walls, we identify their gifts, we identify the skills, we give them theological training, we help them with uh, ministry tools, and we unleash them to orphanages, we unleash them to prisons, we unleash them in summer, to summer camps, sports ministries. The young people uh, have this unique uh, ability uh, not only to address uh, tragedies in life, but also to help people in these tragedies, whether it's an orphanage or underprivileged people or an old people's home. These are sharp young people. I've met many of them, and many of them are professionals, doctors and lawyers and teachers who know Christ, who want to serve Christ even in their professions. So they come to School Without Walls to get the training and the, the theological training, the practical training they need to do that. Let's talk about the diversity of the former Soviet Union. Because it is so different from one end of the country to the other. Correct, correct. Uh, We have ministries and uh, school without walls from Moldova, which is basically Romania with a Russian culture, and then Belarus, which is still a communist country. It's a dictatorship. Yeah, a dictatorship today. And then you have Ukraine, which wants to belong to the European Union, a thriving country, a potential, a great potential. And then Russia, of course, with all the natural resources from the timber to the minerals, from the gold to to the diamonds and gas and oil. 
And so Russia has that potential and has that uh, rich uh, raw materials. And the young people know that there's a future in that land. And then there's Central Asia. Central Asia uh, was annexed. during the Second World War and during the First World War, and Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, and then you've got Azerbaijan, which are Muslim states today, Muslim countries. And we were able to have School Without Walls in those Muslim countries? Yes. School Without Walls, as I said, you know, it not only uh, crosses borders, crosses denominations, crosses uh, cultures. Uh, it, it's in Central Asia is probably the most unique form of training in Uzbekistan, the unique form of training in Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan. But specifically in Uzbekistan, where repression is high and yet School Without Walls, when they gather in the home, in one home and another home, and they're able to help each other. In many situations, School Without Walls is just two people, Hmm. a teacher and uh, a student. Now, I'm imagining that in some of these countries, foreign missionaries could not come in and do the job, even if they wanted to. Foreign missionaries have a, a difficult time staying within Russia now or Central Asia. Visas are not renewed. And so uh, the foreign missionaries have done an excellent job, Wayne. They have done an excellent job in Central Asia, but now the times are changing. And God has given an unprecedented opportunity for Russian ministries to use trained nationals as teachers and take the next generation of young people and help them. Now, as you said, sometimes the group can be just two people in a school without walls, but sometimes it can be rather a large group, can Oh, yes. Uh, in other places where the church exists and there is a registered church, then the groups are much larger. You mentioned the churches. The churches are really behind this, aren't they? Uh, most of the churches uh, are behind this, yes. There are some churches who still want to just survive. And if they're in that... It's that old mentality. The old mentality. Mm-hmm. If the church has that old mentality to survive, then it's very difficult for them to utilize the young people to take the next step. So this is part of the tension that exists in the country. Definitely. Uh, the Definitely. old versus the new. Yes. But the generation is coming along. They they want to share Christ with their contemporaries. The world is changing so rapidly. And if they stay on the fringes, they said, we cannot impact our society. How do we impact our society? Well, they say we can do it through summer camps. We can do it through sports ministries. We could go to the orphanages. And then we have this program where the, the students use is the gift of hope. These are packages. These are boxes that the local churches put together with the help of Russian ministries. And we provide either a New Testament or a Bible or a pictorial New Testament where the church puts the box together plus the scriptures and they go to these facilities and impact their society for Christ through gifts. Wally Kulikov has even more stories to tell, and we'll get to them coming up today here on First Person. Even as we talk with Wally today about School Without Walls, I've just recently returned from a trip to Moscow where one of my meetings was with Boris Volkov, the director of School Without Walls for Russian Ministries. I can tell you that it is an amazing thing what God is doing with this ministry, training the next generation of spiritual leaders in the countries of the former Soviet Union. So for more about what you can do to help, please visit firstpersoninterview.com and follow the links to Russian Ministries. 
My guest on First Person today is Wally Kulikov, who is Vice President for Russian Ministries, uh, founded by Peter and Anita Dynica, uh, Peter Dynica Jr. And uh, last week on the program, we heard Wally's personal testimony. And if you missed that, it's in the archive at firstpersoninterview.com. You can always go back and hear how God has prepared and led Wally through the years to do what he's called him to do today, which is serve with Russian ministries. Specifically, we're talking about school without walls in the countries of the former Soviet Union. And there's so many questions I have about this. Uh, (laughs) I've seen a little bit of it firsthand, and I'm so excited about it. I wanted to share it with our listeners, Wally. Uh, You mentioned summer camps and other projects, but let's, let's talk numbers for just a moment. Okay. How many students, are you able to count? How many students are there in school without walls? Uh, on an average, uh, we uh, train 2,500 a year. So, in other words, half of those students enroll. It's a two-year program. So, this um, is a serious commitment. They this make. is a serious commitment. It's a two-year program where they join the program, and every month they come together and meet for studies. Every month for nine months. And during the summer... This is practical work. And so they're involved in practical ministries during the summer, and then they come back again the following year, and many of them decide and realize they can either become a teacher of school without walls, or they can continue further to become a church planter, an itinerant evangelist if the Lord calls them into full-time ministries, or they major in their profession and become professional Christians who want to transform their work area. Because we, we, we need Christians today who can speak about Christ and their faith and their work area. In the marketplace, yes. In the marketplace, the places where they work, the places where they minister. And so today, we have the next generation Christian young people who want to make an impact in the place where they work. Let's take one project at a time. Let's talk about summer camps. Okay. Here we are. I mean, we're, we're getting ready for a new summer of ministry. Uh, and School Without Wall students, they take this very seriously. And yet they need our help to do it. How does that all work? Um, they need our help because uh, one of the things that we have is the English language. For instance, if a church wanted to say we have a group of young people, young people can come and be involved in uh, the, the games. They can be involved in doing devotionals. They can teach English, uh, elementary English. So School Without Walls uh, students come and they staff these summer camps. They do. The students staff these summer camps and then they also can invite foreigners like Americans, Canadians, Australians to come. But the, the students of School Without Walls or graduates of School Without Walls organize them, staff them, and lead these summer camps across the former Soviet Union. And we, we need to explain that it's, it's not what we think of in the U.S. when we think of a summer camp, is it? Right. it this, right. this is literally a lifeline for many of these Russian children to get invited to a, to a camp, to get away from you know, an alcoholic home or other problems at home. This is one place where children learn to sing. I mean, where else does a child a child learns to sing? Where else does a child learn to uh, recite poetry about uh, either the Psalms and, and learns to pray and interact with a with another child on a level that is so different to uh, the secular level? And maybe meet an adult who's a follower of Christ maybe for the first time in their life. That is very true. And then to open up a book, a pictorial New Testament, and to see Jesus. Hmm. 
And I have met so many uh, young people or children who said, I saw Jesus. I saw Jesus in the book, Jesus who healed, Jesus who made people well, Jesus who touched people. We like first-person accounts here, Wally. You've spent time in these summer camps, haven't you? Yes, yes. What's that like? What, What goes through your heart and mind? The young children, as I see them, they're sponges. They believe everything you say. They trust you. Uh, They sing the songs. They recite the Bible verses. And when they recite the Bible verses, they are honored with a gift and so forth. And uh, I see these young people as, as a good soil, a good soil to plant the seeds. And so today, across the former Soviet Union, Uh, We have many people who want to plant that seed. I'll tell you a story about a school teacher, a school teacher who went through School Without Walls. She she retired from teaching school for 30 years. She was teaching in a secular Soviet communist uh, school. Then she went to a home Bible study group, and she realized the book, the Bible, was missing in her life. Then she said, I wanted to know more about the Bible. She went to the School Without Walls. And as she realized the impact she could have, she said, give me more Bibles. She went back to her school and she said, I want the archive of all the 30 years that I've taught the students. There's one more lesson I haven't taught them. And she went back and today her life's purpose is to find the students who she taught 30 years ago, those who are married, some are grandchildren. And she knocks on their door and she says, there's one story. Do you remember me? There's one more lesson I Mm. forgot to teach you. And I have come here to tell you the last the last story about Jesus Christ, and she introduces Jesus Christ to them. She gives them a New Testament, which the Russian Ministries provides, and so that is a result of School Without Walls. That's amazing. So summer camps are one project. There are many others. Uh, Gifts of Hope at Christmas time, or one that you mentioned earlier. Uh, yes, Gifts of Hope is a program where graduates and uh, students of School Without Walls mobilize the local church. Uh, local churches need projects. They need to get involved in something. And so these active, energetic young people mobilize other young people and the adults to put together gifts so they can go to hospitals, they can go to prisons, they can go to uh, orphanages, old people's homes, they can uh, do uh, programs for the blind and so forth and so on. And so when it mobilizes the church, for instance, the church says we want 120 gifts. Russian Ministries provides funds for about 50% of them, and we want the local church to raise another 50%, Mm -hmm. mobilizing the church to be involved in missions. And so that has been very, very successful, Wayne. And they're very uh, practical gifts um, with warm socks and crayons and this kind of thing, but there's the gift of God's Word that goes in every box. Correct. The church decides what kind of gifts they will put in this box for this local area. So we don't have a standard from, you know, from Moldova all the way to Russia and Ukraine. So the local church has this opportunity, and they personalize these gifts for the people that they are going to visit, which makes it very unique. And is there anything like the satisfaction of seeing a child's face light up when you hand them that Christmas gift? And some cases, it's the only gift they're going to get at Christmas time. That is right. That is correct. Um, one, maybe a final story about a young boy who was in an accident, a car accident. He was hospitalized, and uh, the family was given the gift of hope, uh, this box. And inside the box was a pictorial New Testament. And the father would visit his son every evening, 
And then one day he came there and he said, son, I have a new book to read for you. And he opens up the book and he begins to read about the birth of Jesus Christ and then how Jesus Christ healed people. And the little boy said, dad, could you pray that this man could heal me? And he said, show me the story again where Jesus healed that boy. And dad said, son... I've never prayed like this before. And so he said, okay, son. And so he turns to Jesus and he says, Lord, there's so much you've done. Could you heal my boy? And the next day, the son was ready and said, Dad, you prayed. Jesus healed me. I'm ready to go home. Let's go tell mom. And his mom was not a believer. And so they came home and he said, Mama, 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 Daddy prayed to Jesus. Jesus helped me. Look, I'm at home. Would you believe in Jesus like I and Dad believe in Jesus Christ? And in the arms of his mother, the mother said, Son, if Jesus helped you, he'll help me. I want to believe in Jesus too. And that is what students of School Without Walls are able to do today from hospitals to school teachers. Wally, is there any doubt in your mind that God has raised up this movement, this School Without Walls movement for such a time as this? Uh, There is no doubt because today, uh, basically in Russia, institutionalized Bible schools and colleges uh, do not have that interest. The young people, for some reason have uh, lost interest because uh, Christian work is not a paid uh, profession in that part of the world. And so when they graduated from Bible schools and colleges, they were educated and they wanted to have uh, a church, but the church could not pay them. And so they had to go back to the cities. And so we are utilizing the young people within their business area where they provide funds for themselves and yet express Jesus Christ in their workplace in the area, which is a great need today in that part of the world. And School Without Walls is accomplishing that task from professionals to teenagers, to uh, young people who want to utilize their skills in areas where they have not been able to utilize. Wally, how can we pray for the students involved and everybody involved in School Without Walls? Wayne, prayer is probably the feat of these individuals. Uh, Pray that uh, we will have more young people with energy and boldness to stand up for their faith because it is easy for young people to slip into the to the mold of just being a secular individual and a Sunday uh, Christian only. We want a Christian to be a Christian seven days a week. So pray that more young people will become involved in School Without Walls. Pray that the School Without Walls will grow to such an extent where we will be saying, Lord, provide funds, provide opportunities for us. And so it'll be bursting at the seams because it is a project that is needed from Central Asia all the way to Moldova, across Russia and the Ukraine and the Northern Caucasus. Wally Kulikov, the Vice President of Ministries for Peter Dynica Russian Ministries. Wally has given us a glimpse of what God is doing through School Without Walls, just one of the ways this organization is helping to shape and train the next generation of church leaders in the countries of the former Soviet Union. I've personally met some of those being trained, and it's amazing to think how God is preparing them for the future. If this is something you'd like to learn more about and even support with your prayers and gifts, please visit FirstPersonInterview.com and click on Russian Ministries. Once again, that's FirstPersonInterview.com. And we have a Facebook page. We're found on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash FirstPersonInterview. 
Next week, our guest will be Ted Bear of Movie Guide, influencing Hollywood for Christ and helping families make good movie choices. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. We'll see you next week for First Person.